We're back, and I'm very pleased to say we're going to visit for this next segment with a man I've heard of for some time, but uh, have only just met by phone today. His name is Rabbi Yehuda Glick. He is a former parliamentarian in Israel, an American who made Aliyah from the United States uh, and is now a citizen of the state of Israel. Um, he was a candidate for the Likud Party's nomination to be president of Israel and is these days uh, the president of the Shalom Jerusalem Foundation. Um, a lot to talk about with him about what's going on in Israel at the moment and the U.S.-Israeli relationship and more. Rabbi, it's very good to have you with us. Thank you for joining us here at Secure Freedom Radio. Thank you so much, Frank. And it's really wonderful to be here in the United States of America, Israel's greatest ally since uh, since President Harry Truman. It certainly has been. And uh, I hope that will continue to be the case under the present administration. We'll come to that in a moment. But uh, first, I, I was commenting on another radio program yesterday about a perception that I have that uh, the state of Israel's status, or at least its situation, has changed rather markedly over the past seven months, um, in part from the high point of Donald Trump's presidency and the very close relationship that he had with your former Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, and the kind of things that they did together in terms of recognition of Jerusalem as Israel's capital, uh, the movement of the embassy, the recognition of Israel's annexation of the Golan Heights, and um, of course, not least, the Abraham Accords, to a situation in which Israel finds itself now with a, a parlous situation, I think it's fair to say, in terms of its government, and um, difficulties with the U.S.-Israeli relationship and uh, questions being raised by the U.S. government, it seems, about a number of things, including how it wishes to uh, see Jerusalem treated as the unified capital city of Jerusalem. Give us sort of the 30,000-foot perspective, if you would, Rabbi, as to how things look from Israel uh, in those regards. Okay, Frank, first, I'll be glad to, as you said, uh, Really, Donald Trump was was a wonderful friend of former Prime Minister Netanyahu. I just want to start off, as I said before, the United States of America has been Israel's greatest ally since day one for President Harry Truman until uh, till today with all the administrations. Some, but some of the administrations, the chemistry between the president and the prime minister were on a higher level, and some of them they were, uh, were there were there were friction. But always, the United States of America, been, uh, United States of America has been Israel's greatest ally. I can say that the peak of everything was definitely the time of Donald Trump who we, like, said, if he does one of, like, ten things, he will be, uh, it'll be wonderful. But I think he did at least nine of them. Um, that means recognizing the, uh, Jerusalem as the capital, moving the uh, the American embassy to Jerusalem, recognizing uh, the the uh, legal, legal, legal uh, 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 settlement in Judea and Samaria, uh, rec- recognizing that BDS is anti-Semitism, uh, recognizing the annexation of the Golan Hats, and, and several more issues. And I think that... Uh, Donald Trump and then Netanyahu saw things eye to eye, uh, which which has definitely brought Israel and brought the whole region into a much uh, better situation, including the uh, as you mentioned the Abraham Accords, something that we could not have dreamed of just a few years ago. That that five different peace treaties, but I think the peak of all was the cancel when when uh, Donald Trump realized that the agreement with Iran was endangering the state of Israel, and he totally canceled it. Uh, unfortunately, uh, President Biden came into power, and uh, his the cooperation with, uh, with the Palestinians, uh, meaning tolerating uh, terror attacks, 
meaning uh, uh, supporting and, and being a little bit uh, more tolerant to uh, things that are like like uh, legitimizing terror and trying to make treaty with Detroit, trying to make this treaty with, with Iran is something that, that definitely raises worries. Now, I can't say that President Biden is not a friend of Israel. He tries to be. But on the same time, he's trying to play politically correct with some of the world's greatest evil people. And, th- and, and here we have to be very clear, because when you try to satisfy people who are leading terrorism, you are not, you are not promoting peace. You are giving the terrorists, uh, the, the people, a, uh, a, an appetite to do more. And we have to be very clear. Radical Islam, radical political Islam is something that is very cruel. It's something that, that, that has to do with leading terror, and we have to be very careful. It does not mean that we're not for making peace. I said, as I said before, the Abraham Accords was wonderful. Israel would love to make peace with Muslim countries, like even like the biggest one, like Indonesia. But we, are, we cannot tolerate, we cannot tolerate any kind of of promoting terror, any kind of country that calls for the destruction of the state of Israel. We cannot tolerate uh, the, uh, the the fact that the Palestinian Authority is allowing uh, terrorist organizations like Hamas and the jihadists, the Islamic Jihad, to uh, freely work in, in Judea and Samaria. And these are things that the uh, president of the United States, Biden, has to be aware of. And, uh, we, and, uh, and oppose, to, yeah, needless to say. To oppose it. Yeah. Let, let me ask you, Rabbi, you, you mentioned Hamas and, uh, and Islamic Jihad operating in the West Bank areas, uh, Judea and Samaria, as they're historically known. They've also, of course, been operating out of Gaza. And there was a recent um, very ugly uh, war between Palestinians in Gaza and Israel, uh, in which large numbers of uh, rockets and missiles and the like were sent from Gaza into uh, Israeli communities uh, without regard for human life. The Israeli military, as it assiduously does, uh, sought to retaliate decisively, but with great regard for human life on the other side, particularly civilian life. Um, How would you net out where things stand now in the wake of uh, essentially the the suspension of those hostilities, but um, clearly not the resolution of the underlying conflict. Yeah, exactly. Unfortunately, every few years, the Palestinians, uh, the radical Palestinian uh, organizations from from Gaza try to check us out, see how we were going to respond. And last time, when Prime Minister Netanyahu was in power, uh, we didn't tolerate anything, and we 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 uh, we definitely uh, gave back a, a, a quite clear answer. On the one hand, the, the uh, Iron Dome, which we received from the United States, supportive and protected our, our, our. At the same time, we met and passed on a message to the to the, to the uh, Palestinians in Gaza that we are not going to tolerate. And, and Israel, uh, though, was very careful not to uh, to uh, damage uh, innocent uh, civilians. We were totally uh, not going to tolerate anything else. What is going to happen the next time? God forbid. We don't know, and we hope. That the, that the, uh, the, the present administration, just like the previous one, will support and understand that the, that the, uh, uh, the uh, security of the state of Israel is important for the United States of America and, and is important for anybody who believes in, uh, in, uh, uh, in freedom of, of, of a democratic country, the only democratic country in the Middle East. But I want to point out that, that the Hamas and the, Hamas and the uh, jihad, Islamic Jihad organizations are trying to use another so-called a sensitive place 
to 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 raise and to encourage uh, 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 incitement and harassment and, and terror. And that is the Temple Mount. The Temple Mount, which is the holiest place in the world for all believers in the Bible, and we at ShalomJerusalem.org are promoting the centrality of this place once and once and once again and again that the Palestinians are trying to use, to, I would say, to exploit this holy place and to promote terror from the holy mosque. And I can't believe that anybody in the world will think that a, that a house of prayer should be used as a house of incitement, harassment, and, and, and promoting prayer uh, terror. And we have to be very clear that the, the United States administration has to condemn and not tolerate any kind of violence coming from the Temple Mount or using the Temple Mount as an excuse. And uh, I'm not sure that we've heard that clarity out of the Biden team. Um, if anything, I, I'm very concerned, and I imagine you are, uh, Rabbi Yehuda Glick, about the Biden administration's uh, reported interest in opening a consulate in East Jerusalem, essentially a, a, a consulate for you know the Palestinians, um, even a sort of embassy to uh, the Palestinians there. Um, talk a little bit about how that fits into this uh, this larger context of the struggle over Jerusalem as the unified and uh, capital of Jerusalem of, of, of Israel itself. Yeah, I would remind the, the, the listeners that. In the first 19 years of the state of Israel, uh, Jerusalem was divided. And uh, that meant that we had uh, uh, Jordanian soldiers shooting at civilians every other day in Jerusalem. At the end of the Six-Day War in 1967, Jerusalem was united. And we don't have those uh, snipers in, in Jerusalem shooting at, at, at civilians. And that's the way it has to remain. And every single time anybody talks or anybody hints a possibility of dividing Jerusalem, it gives those extreme zealot uh, organizations a, a, an appetite to try to once again convince the world that it'll be peaceful if we divide Jerusalem. And here is one thing that I said Donald Trump understood and he, he agreed that President Trump said that Jerusalem will not be divided. And I think that this message has to continue because Jerusalem is united and that means we're a democratic state but Jews and Arabs can work together, live together, but it is only one city. It's a city of God. It's the city of, uh, of the holiest city in the world, the city of, of God's throne in the world, the divine presence of God in the world. And this is what the, the, the biblical city, and it has to continue being in the hands of those who are promoting peace. And dividing Jerusalem will not lead to peace, vice versa. It will guide and encourage those who are looking to uh, raise the, uh, the tension in, 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 the, in, the, in the region. And we saw again and again, people were telling us, no, if, if we go harsh against the Palestinian and the terrorist organizations, there's going to be war. We saw the four years of President Trump were the four most uh, safe years, least terror attacks in the area in the, in, in, for, for several decades. So we have to understand very clearly the right way to deal with terror organizations is not to give in to them, but rather to... Uh, to, to, to be very stubborn and, 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 and determined to fight them. Rabbi Glick, one other facet of this recent conflict, which um, seems, as I understand it, to be a continuing problem, even after the cessation of the latest round of hostilities, namely attacks on Israeli Jews by Israeli Arabs, um, something we haven't seen, I think, since uh, essentially the founding of the Jewish state. Um, what was that about? How did it come about? 
And if it is indeed ongoing, what are its implications? Yeah, this is definitely, uh, you put it your, your finger exactly on a very worrying uh, issue. Uh, the Arab, the Israelis, who are living uh, uh, coexistent or living peacefully in Israel, the deserving complete uh, all civil rights. I mean, they, they they vote for the Knesset, they get their members of Knesset, and they get the, and they're part of Israeli society. And suddenly, uh, when the Hamas called out for a uh, a, a religious war that, against Israel, uh, suddenly we found ourselves in some of these mixed communities, uh, Arab citizens of Israel. Uh, going out and uh, cruelly uh, attacking uh, Jewish citizens, cars, houses, uh, schools, uh, synagogues. Uh, this was, was very worrying. I must say it, it surprised us all. It surprised people who really believe in peace. And uh, uh, this, is, this, is, this is something that, that, that has raised in Israel a, 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 a discussion. And I think the message to the Arab population is, 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 is now becoming very, very clear. You want to live peacefully amongst us? You're welcome to do so. But if you think that we, that the tolerance of the Israeli society towards uh, the, the, the Arabs living amongst us is a, is a sign of weakness, you think that our uh, reaction towards uh, violence is, is, is just like a wink of the eye and we're going to ignore it? No way. No way. We are not going to allow uh, 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 people from amongst our citizens to, uh, to, to fight against Israel and to uh, endanger and risk the stability of the state of Israel. Yeah, it's eminently sensible, of course. I think in any society that would be the case. Let me ask you um, to turn to the threat that you described at the outset, uh, Rabbi, and that is from uh, the Islamic Republic of Iran and what we are witnessing, especially with respect to the efforts being made by the Biden administration to resuscitate this odious so-called joint comprehensive plan of action and otherwise, um, I'm fearful, uh, not just in power, but embolden uh, the mullahs of Tehran. Where does this currently stand as you see it? And what are the implications for Israel? And what is Israel going to do? in the event that something like this eventuates? I, I must say that the Israeli society is unanimously uh, against uh, the, uh, uh, the treaty with, the, with Iran. Uh, and I think uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu managed to convince President Trump and, uh, and they were hand-by-hand uh, understanding the, uh, the, the danger of making any kind of treaty with uh, a terror uh, country. Uh, unfortunately, uh, it seems like the Biden administration uh, are once again uh, making that same mistake as President Obama did and trying, well, let's give them a chance. But when you give terror a chance, it is a very great risk for the stability of the Middle East. It's a great, very, it's, it's, it's a danger for people who truly believe in a, in a God whose name is Shalom, whose name is peace. And I think we have to be uh, we have to, uh, anybody here in America has to array, alert the, uh, the, the risk and be very concerned. And I think uh, anything we can do to warn these, the, the present administration about the dangerous uh, impacts that something like that can happen are extremely important. And uh, therefore, I call upon the uh, Biden administration, please uh, sit with the Israelis. We are, we are very uh, professional about this issue. We know 
uh, we have a wonderful intelligence. We have, we have all the information and we can show it to you. And giving in to, to pressure from the world is, is not for the sake of, of peace in the region. And the way we saw when the tough hand against terror was strong, we managed to sign five peace treaties in the region with Bahrain, with the Emirates, with the uh, Saudis, who hate Iran just as much as we do. And therefore, the right way to do it is to understand who are the evil and who are the good. Right. I, I don't know that you quite got to a peace agreement with the Saudis, though that may have been in no, the no, offing, no, had, it, had it been, uh, it had it been given we did, we did another chance. Saudis, we did it with Oman, but you had Sudan, you certainly had a working relationship. Under the ground, under, under the carpet, as they say, uh, Israel and, and Saudi Arabia are, are, are working closely. Uh, for political reasons, the Saudis did not find finally signed the treaty and that that's this your your, your profession you know better than i do but i can say that 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 the, the relationships between israel and, and saudi arabia is, are, are greater for the first time the leaders of saudi arabia came out uh very very clearly against the palestinian uh, political uh, authority and uh that's officially they didn't sign a peace treaty we were very close i am sure if uh, president trump would have continued we would already be behind the, after that already also uh, I do hope that the President Biden understands the importance. If you, if you imagine Israel and Saudi Arabia are living on, on their peace treaty, I think it, it would change the world. It would reshape that region, that's for sure. I'm so grateful for your time, uh, Rabbi Yehudiklik, for your vision of a more peaceful Middle East and what needs to be done to try to get us there and how close we were under the previous administration to uh, real breakthroughs. And um, I hope that we will, in fact, as you say, from your lips to God's ears, uh, we will see it done under this administration as well. In the meantime, sir, thank you so much for your insights. I hope you'll come back to us here at Secure Freedom Radio. It's great to talk with you. We'll speak with someone else right after this. Thank you. 